Welcome to The Soul Journey, where we will discuss the journey of people, authors, musicians, clergy, blue collar, white collar, and beyond, and find out what drives their journey. Proverb Newsom, the soldier starts right now. Hey, welcome to the soldier, and I'm Proverb Newsom, and I'm sitting here today with Luther Menard and Derek Hatch of the podcast Life in the Gray. Welcome to Soldier, guys. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah, man, my pleasure. So, you know, what was your trademark, guys? Get that in there. Go ahead. Yo, 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 yo. There you go. There you go. So, basically, guys, we're just going to talk about today. your journey, you know, uh, as podcasters, as husbands, as uh, men of God, as, as a youth pastor, mm-hmm. as, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a youth worker, yeah. and just find out, you know, what drives it, what got you into it, all that good stuff, sure. and, and whatever happens to pop up along the way. Sure. Sound good? Sounds, Sounds good. good yeah. All right, so let's start with you, Derek. Um, you're from California originally, right? Yes, sir. And so what were you doing out there? I was being born. <laughs> I was growing up, and I was enjoying that SoCal a laid-back lifestyle. So I grew up outside of San Diego. Okay. And I lived there for about 20, almost 22 years. I was born to a great family. Um, Just really enjoyed being out there. Was exposed to a lot of different opportunities. Mm. Um, You know, I grew up in a suburb, so it was a pretty safe area. Okay. Um, Enjoyed, you know, I I, I liked school okay. It wasn't terrible. I was a good student. I got into music at a very young age, and the music scene down there was a great time to be down there in the 90s, early 2000s. Sure, sure. Um, just yeah. as like the, the San Diego SoCal like alternative rock scene, you know, like Blink-182, Switchfoot, Jimmy Eat World. Okay. You know, all those bands were really getting really big, so yeah. it was just an exciting time out there. And, you know, where I lived, local music was actually... You know, thriving and doing very well. So everybody was forming bands and stuff like that. That's and nice. So mm-hmm. It's I, good to have an environment where people can be creative and communal at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that really actually shaped a lot of just my desire, um, which we can talk about later on the show, like sure. to create community um, that people can feel um, mm. involved when um, involved with and be a part of. Okay. So yeah, so I grew mm-hmm. up doing music. Um, I actually didn't grow up in the church. Um, I didn't find the church till much later in All my right. life. So, yeah. so from from SoCal to SoFlow, how'd you get here? SoFlow, <laughs> SoFlow. Um, so I got here because I fell in love. I got engaged uh, to a woman I had been dating for okay. for years, mm. and so. When we got engaged, she was a student at Palm Beach Atlantic University here in uh, West Palm Beach. Yeah. And we did long distance. I met her there as well in California. We grew up pretty close together. Okay. And so when she had gone here, there were a lot of opportunities that were that we could see were on the horizon for her. And in California, um, there's this issue of unemployment, you know, high unemployment for mm-hmm. young people. Right. And so it's much harder to break into your career field, um, no matter what it is, whether it's nursing, which is what she does, or ministry, which is what I do and I wanted to do. And okay. so we kind of had to just think through it and walk through that journey. And we just kind of decided, like, yeah. Um, Florida might actually be the better road for this. And I was very in denial of it for a long time because I'm like, 
so much of my identity was wrapped up in being from SoCal. Yeah. And like, I'm never going to leave this place. Like, I love it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was hard. You know, all, all family there, yeah. fr- close friends. Uh, so it was very difficult to make that move. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Okay. Um, when I think back to it, it was coming to a place where I didn't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any opportunity that was presented right then and there. I had to kind of go work and fight for it. Yeah. And so it was a difficult time, but I'm glad I'm here now. That's cool, man. So as I'm as I'm listening to you talk about leaving. SoCal to come to SoFlow. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm thinking. I mean, I'm, I'm identifying with what you're saying, yeah, and agreeing to a point. But then the back of my head, I'm like, man, you're leaving paradise for paradise. That's like <laughs> first world problems right there. You know? More like leaving paradise for lesser paradise. Oh, come on, He's like Florida hater right there. So Luther, let me draw you into the oh, conversation, man. man. Tell cool. me about you and yeah, and how did you get to uh, Florida? Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, I was. Uh, You're native. Born, yeah, I'm born and raised here. Um, so I I don't know anything besides Florida. You know, mm-hmm. um, just raised up by my parents, just good people. Uh, my dad always tried to instill good core values in me. And he's a um, he's a pastor, right? Yeah, he is a pastor. Um, so I I kind of like was raised up in the church pretty much my whole life. Gotcha. Um, saw it all, so I I see the positive, the negative, the you know the good and the bad, which mm-hmm. is which is cool learning experience, and you know. By God's grace, I mean I'm I'm still you know I'm in the faith and still being able to do youth ministry, which is cool um, with you guys even as at Urban Youth, which is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, learned a lot from it, a huge experience. You know, a lot of credit to these guys that uh, serve in ministry. Man, it's not it's not easy because you know kids coming to you with their kind of problems and their issues, right. and then mm-hmm. on top of that, you have to stay sane and get your life in order too yeah. at the same time. So it's like yeah, it's tough you know, for sure. Yeah, so. Um, so let me let me interject with sure. a question. So you grew up a, a pastor's son. Yeah. Did you find it difficult as mm-hmm. a pastor's son to embrace your faith for yourself as your own uh, growing up? Yeah. No. So I I've always been like a rebel a little bit. Yeah. Um, like I was at a young age, I was the kid that kind of talked back and always had questions and mm-hmm. objections and stuff like that until. Um, but I, I mean, I always like. Now, you know, as I'm older, I have more honor and respect for my parents. But as a kid, you know, you just... Sure. So anytime I saw anything that kind of looked, you know, off or weird or I didn't understand, I'm just like, okay, well, I thought we were Christian. We are supposed to do A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. I'd always question that. Yeah. And, um, you know, just the way it was brought, you don't really, you don't really question, you know, adults. It's, hey, we just do it this way and that's the way it is. Um, and so... I remember around 16 is when I came to, like, faith for myself. Like, I, I, I started reading the Bible for myself. I was like, okay, this is what it says. And, you know, okay, I believe Jesus is Lord. And I started to really just follow him for myself based on what I was reading. Yeah. And um, it was all God by his grace. Mm-hmm. And then I got into stuff like First Priority and always been around, you know, other believers, which kind of help definitely walk in the faith. As well. back, yeah, back to community, right? Yeah, so, huge. So would you say that turning 16, mm-hmm. age, helped you embrace your faith, or was it the amount of experience that you had that helped you embrace your faith, or was it a blend of both? Yeah, no, the, the, it, was a, it was a good blend, but if honestly, if it wasn't for God's grace, I probably wouldn't be able to be a believer, because at the end of the day, like, like even though it was the... the the combination of the experiences and like you can have all those experiences and still be you know heart of heart like yeah, okay yeah, there's I some agree. people yeah they 
you know, some people, they, they, they get all the information. It makes them even colder, you mm-hmm. know, to the faith. It's just like, okay, well, why is there still, why are people going through pain and suffering? Or why are, why are there still hom- hungry and homeless people? And you know, you know what I'm saying? So, right, yeah. Yeah, but. All right, awesome, man. Yeah, man. So let's fast forward a little bit to <laughs> your uh, journey in the podcast world. Now, you guys have your own podcast called Life in the Gray. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, tell us a little bit about that. How, how did that come to be? How did it get its name? <laughs> so this is going to be very anticlimactic, but it just came <laughs> to be with just Luther and I. You know, we've been, we've been friends for about two and a half years now. We work together. And mm. it just kind of came from, like, us talking. Sure. Just that's it. Dialogue. Like, dialogue. dialogue. And just really enjoying the conversations. And Luther is one of my favorite people on this earth to talk to about mm. things because I know he's he's yeah. gonna he's gonna love, but he's also going to push. Okay. And he's sometimes he's gonna push a little hard, but that's what makes us grow at the end of the day. Okay. Is that we challenge each other. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it was really just us talking, right? Mm-hmm. We were just having conversations like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? And we always make a joke like when, when one of us says that to the other, it's like, oh, here we go. An episode is born. <laughs> yeah. And so, so and then we just were like, we should record these. Like maybe maybe this will be helpful because in all honesty, we both feel very strongly that in the Christian community, it is hard nowadays to have civil dialogue and mm-hmm. discourse about tough issues. Yeah. And so we want to model that with yeah. life in the gray and luther can can talk more about why we call it life in the gray and all that but that's kind of how it got started okay yeah, yeah. just exactly what derek said like re- you know conversation wrestling through dialogue and we we believe like there's other believers out there that have questions too and sometimes we don't always have a safe place and yeah um i know derek and i we we've always been big on having a place that we can actually talk about something and uh making that environment and mm-hmm. you know Hence Derek, you know, even being in Cali and him being zealous with, you know, with the, you know, his experiences there and how he's so big on community. And even me as a young kid, you're hearing the rebellious state wanting to express what I thought the Bible was saying and stuff like that. So um, it was just like a great mix when we Mm -hmm. we got to a chance to talk and it was like it was a no judgment free zone because people have opinions you know yeah that's true you especially know. nowadays everybody yeah. has an opinion mm-hmm. exactly. and they're not afraid to share it right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i think i think the whole podcast world is interesting to mm-hmm. me uh just in this day and time uh that we're in mm-hmm. it's all very interesting because podcasts allow you to have unadulterated mm-hmm. uninterrupted dialogue with right. whoever is sitting across sure. the table from you about a variety of different things that mm-hmm. you can you can just talk, you mm-hmm. know, and like it like you said, it is a judgment free zone. You're exchanging ideas, and it's all sure. good. The flip side of that coin, though, is the social media coin, where oh, you have yeah. people that hide and and mm-hmm. kind of just say whatever they want, as malicious it may as it may be, as as violent or you know as unencouraging as it may be, and just put it out there without the fear of any repercussions mm-hmm. or any accountability right. because they don't have to face the person they're saying it to. They just say it. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that uh, and addressing stuff like that with Life in the Grave? I feel like we're living in a time where we need to start to push past these things. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that is when we begin to see everything in life as super black and white, yeah. like it's either this or this, I think we have gained so much knowledge and understanding over the past decades and even the past century that we realize that life is a lot more complicated than we give it credit for. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of the categories that we've come up with for things um, don't 
work. And I think that's a lot of like, you know, our generation as millennials, this kind of postmodern deconstruction where you realize like these things don't always work the way they're supposed to. And so that's why we call it life in the gray. That's why, mm. because we live our lives. We live a lot of our lives in tension. Yeah. And even as Christians, we live a lot of lives in our ten- intention. So, for example, the tension of, you know, God's kingdom being here and among us, like it's already here, but it's not yet fully realize and it's not yet fully present right that's one of the many tensions that we wrestle with in christianity what about the paradox of the trinity you know you have one god but made up of these three different beings Mm -hmm. you know father son holy spirit that's a tension you know and so i'm not saying that there aren't black and white areas in life and in our faith but even within our faith and in this world there's so much gray that we live in and we have to be okay with acknowledging that and acknowledging that people are all on different journeys. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. The The Christian faith is is made up of tensions and paradoxes. Yeah. So, so God's kingdom, for instance, being one of them, right? Mm-hmm. So we know what a kingdom is. We know that a kingdom has order. There's a king. There's, right. there's you know, um, mm-hmm. people that, that are subjects to the king, etc. But when you look at God's word, the kingdom is like upside down. You know, right. Like you first, me second. That's a great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to deconstruct just for the sake of deconstructing. We want to deconstruct so that we can reconstruct, mm-hmm. that we can rebuild on top of it. Yeah. And then on top, like, and I, I think Derek said it perfectly with the idea of the word tension, mm-hmm. because black and, you know, life in the gray is definitely not like, okay, we're trying to fuse black and white to kind of make this new truth, which is gray, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. good. That's a good so, point. Yeah, that it's things are either black or white, but at the same time as believers, life is, you know, our journey, just like even us being on the Sojourn podcast, there's things that we've had probably along the journey that we were expecting that didn't go exactly the way we wanted to. So there's there's a strong tension with that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So um, let's let's actually talk about ministry for a second. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys both serve at a nonprofit in West Palm Beach, Florida. And so tell me what your role is, Luther. Well, I'm the Boynton Satellite Coordinator for uh, Urban Youth. All right. Yeah, so. And what do you do, Derek? So I kind of have a few different roles. I'm the Youth Ministry Director in our our program called the Leadership Academy. Mm -hmm. I'm also the assistant for our SMART program, which stands for Science Meets Art. Mm -hmm. I'm also the the Leadership Academy assistant, which means that whatever job nobody else wants (laughs) to do comes my way. (laughs) (laughs) Dolos. Dolos, if you will. I'm also um, a a mentor to people on staff, to new hires, trying Mm -hmm. to help them get on board with everything. And um, I'm a part-time youth pastor. That's awesome, dude. And, and a volunteer a teacher at a church. That's wow. sweet. So you're doing a lot, man. It's a full load, man. Good stuff. Yep. Are you Jamaican? <laughs> no, I am a little Puerto Rican. A lot of people don't know that about me. <laughs> you know why I asked, right? No. No? Do you know why I asked? Uh, no, don't. don't yeah, see, and here, herein lies the, the difference in age. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there used to be this show called In, in Living Color. Yeah, I love In Living All Color. Right. So, so In Living Color. Homie, don't play that. Homie, don't play that. <laughs> uh, but there was this skit about a Jamaican family. Like, okay. you're not truly Jamaican unless you have, like, 17 jobs. Yeah. And so that's why you have all these yeah, different roles. Different so that's roles. why I asked you if you were Oh, Jamaican, I got to go look so. up that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's good. funny. It's good stuff. Shout yeah, out to man. In Living Color. Yeah. Let's see. Where can we go from here, guys? Um, ministry, we talked about ministry and your role. Mm. Yeah, tell, tell me about that. So we 
we meet in the Boynton area, pretty much having urban youth in, in, in the Boynton area. And it's it's amazing. It's an outreach right now. We we share the gospel with them. We, we do life with them. We meet with kids on a personal level. We counsel with them. And um, we just try to be Christ to them. Yeah. You know, try to share share Christ. And hopefully, you know, they would come to walk in the Lord. And for the young men that we have have there, we hope that they would walk in uh, biblical maturity and and. I hope I hope we're setting a good example. I right. hope that there's fruit coming out of the the labor that we do. So it's it's great. What what would you say is the most interesting interaction or engagement that you had with a student down there? Interesting or funny? <laughs> um, interesting. Then we'll do uh, funny. Okay. Well, um, define interesting for me. Okay, so you're out there as a mm-hmm. site coordinator, sure. and you you're you're doing ministry. At a site yeah. that's in the middle of the community. Okay. What is one of the things that you found yourself in the middle of? Fascinated by. And you're like, I cannot believe this is going going on right now. I can't believe this is happening right now, and that I'm being a part of this right now in a bad way. Okay. In, in a bad negative, way. Like, got you. Yeah. So interesting. And neg- okay. So, um, I mean, I've seen all kind of things out there now. So things don't surprise me anymore. Okay. To be honest. All right. If you if I hear that a kid brought something, you know, on site and a police officer comes and talks to me or whatever, it doesn't catch me off guard. I might say, "Okay, was it this kid?" and they'll say, "Yeah," and then maybe we'll be talking to a kid in the back of a squad car, wow. you know, praying with them, encouraging them, saying, "Hey man, this is the fruit of your decision and uh, we'll be praying for you. We hope the best. Um, you know, we'll reach out to you and see how things are going." You know, so Yeah. Yeah, there's no surprise out there with you know when you have a street ministry, hood ministry going yeah. on. So, yeah, now it's, now it's interesting that you would say mm-hmm. to to said kid in, yeah. the, in the back of a squad car. Yeah, this is the fruit of your decision. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of students nowadays mm-hmm. and a lot of young people anyway, sure. or people just in general, yeah. speaking of culture, mm-hmm. uh, don't really see the big picture. Mm-hmm. Right, they see like yeah. a piece of the puzzle. And if that piece of the puzzle gratifies them right then, mm. they're going for that piece of the puzzle, yeah. not realizing that the piece is a piece in a bigger scheme. So mm. for you to say to that kid, hey, this is the fruit of your decision, mm. now he has to weigh that out. Like, mm. I really made one decision and it led me here, mm-hmm. as opposed to I really made one decision and I got what I want and I got away with it. That might be the case sometimes. But yeah. in the other case, Most it might cases. land you in the back of a squad car, right? Nice. So I think it's good that you point that out to, to young people and uh, because they need to weigh their decisions more heavily, I think. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. I mean, in, in the, even in the book of Proverbs, it talks a lot about the consequences of one's decision. Like, you know, it, it, I think it even says in Proverbs one fifteen something like, for, for in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. So it's like this idea, like, even a bird has common sense to know, hey, I won't walk into a trap. Mm-hmm. When a kid does something silly, they think that there's no consequences for those things. Like, no, you're pretty much laying up a trap for yourself. Right, right, you know, right. You might as well, you know, you're you're... You're not guaranteed to walk into it because Proverbs is not always promises and guarantees. But like you just said, you're most likely like this is the fruit of your decision. You're most likely to walk in in a situation that's bad if you if you chose bad decisions. You know. Yeah, man. I, I think it's yeah. great that you talk them through through, through their decisions like that because yeah. it's important that they are able to think logically about mm-hmm. what they're doing and instead of just I want this, I'm gonna take this. Yeah. I want this, I'm gonna get that at any by any means necessary yeah. because there's consequences to everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, man. Music. Oh yeah, that's Boom. Derek. Right? What would you say, Derek, is your favorite kind of music? 
Yeah, so I'm a drummer, so I'm kind of a music snob, um, <laughs> and that's okay. So I like a lot of types of music. Um, I'm really, I mean, my roots, as I shared earlier, are, are rock and roll. Okay. Um, hands down. Before that, I just listened to, like, pop music, and I've never looked back on that era of my life um, fondly. <laughs> so I've been listening to rock music since, like, fifth grade, um, everything from, like, classic rock. Uh, I'm a huge, huge Beatles um, okay. enthusiast. Classics. So, mm-hmm. Yep. And 1960s, I think, is the greatest era of music of all time. Wow. And I will defend that to my grave. Um, <laughs> um, so I love a lot of the Motown and stuff that comes out of that area as well, British Invasion, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Um, I, I did move into, like, alternative rock, as I had shared earlier. So, you know, like, the late 90s, early 2000s stuff, um, mm-hmm. both, like, the secular, quote-unquote, quote, quote, quote unquote, <laughs> secular and quote-unquote Christian artists. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, Reliant K, Switchfoot, you know. I actually just saw those guys, like, about, like, a year and a half ago, and, and it was awesome. That's cool. So a lot of that stuff. Um, a couple of things people might not know about me, um, I really... I guess you might. I love, like, a lot of indie music, um, a lot of indie artists, um, whether, you know, like, they're Christians or non-Christians, you know. Big fan of, like, the not-so-mainstream worship bands, but kind of well-known. Like, you got your you got Gunger, you got King's Kaleidoscope, uh, mm-hmm. Grey Havens. Oh, King's Kaleidoscope. Yeah. Awesome. A, lot of, a lot of those bands are great. I love bands that confuse different genres together. Okay. Um, whether it's, like, rock and hip-hop or, you know, like folk and, and you know, the artsy stuff or whatever it is. And a was lot it, of people... Wasn't well, there a group called Enter the Worship Circle that was kind of obscure? Do you remember that I, group? I, I remember that. I think it was a little before my time. Okay, all right. Um, They're in... I did. Again, mm-hmm. yeah. the, age, the age gap. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all um, good. And then I, a lot of people don't know this, but I really like classical music a lot. Um, timeless. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. It's timeless. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about you, Lou? What kind of music? I, I like King's Kaleidoscope, too. I, I like a lot of Christian rap. Um, e. Sean Burgundy. Um, I like... Uh, Jay Givens, uh, who else? I, I I just I'm I'm big on lyrics. I like lyrics, so I like mm-hmm. when uh, there's some deep thought going on, and somebody could po- poetically put something together. Also, and I'm not just saying this because we're on your show, but man, I love the Gaze LP album. That he's you had, just uh, saying that because no, I'm dead serious. I when that came out in November, uh, I was listening to that whole thing for like a whole, a whole month. Whoever. Uh, Whoever, whoever hasn't heard it, you need to check that out. Um, I'm sure Proverb could give you details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you for that, man. Yeah, the yeah. Gaze LP 2015 came out. Yeah. Uh, it's the, my, my latest project, so check it out. It's on all your local, uh, all your streaming places, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. So just check it out when you can. Hit me with some feedback. I'd love to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. Cool, man. Well, I, you know, you guys know me, so... yeah. Probably I love all music. I I do love all music. Yeah. But probably my most favorite is probably hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a reason because I think hip hop encompasses like all other forms of music in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. And so uh, because it's made on all other forms of music, it wasn't just you know classical because classical yeah. still classical. It wasn't mm-hmm. just jazz because jazz is still jazz. Mm-hmm. It was able to fuse all different types of music into a new genre. Yeah. Um, and then get your appetite wet for what those other types of music are. Mm-hmm. And then in the same token, 
it also educates you. Well, mm. it used to educate you. It doesn't educate <laughs> you anymore. Now, now it just kind of dumbs you down, oh, basically. Yeah. Depending on who's depending yeah. on who the yeah. MC is and right. who the artist is. But Cause, yeah, Show Baraka actually. Uh, I love Show Baraka. Yeah, he educates, man. Yeah. I love I love his music. Like yeah. even how he talks about social justice issues yep. and faith and culture. And so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that's like that's my favorite man. But I but I love all forms of music mm. too. Uh, I'm I'm right there with oh, you guys yeah. on that. So guys. Uh, where can people find out more about your podcast, uh, mm-hmm. Life in the Gray, and, and more about you guys specifically? Sure. So you can find Life in the Gray anywhere that podcasts are available. So iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Uh, Stitcher, Google Play, um, Podbean is where we're hosted. Mm-hmm. So you can actually check out our website there as well, which is lifeinthegray.podbean.com. We yes. also have a Facebook as well. Um, because you know, even though we're millennials, we're not um, we're not the trendiest with social media. So we don't have like an Instagram or a Twitter or anything. We're still kind of like holding on to Facebook, even though it's like slowly, <laughs> slowly dying away. Young but, people mm-hmm. hate Facebook. Uh, no, they yeah, hate it. They're true, like, yeah. that's for old people. That's yeah. that's for my parents. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they say. We're old so. now. We're, yeah, we're old. <laughs> yeah, we're clinging on to Facebook, but yeah. But yeah, for, I mean, the best way probably would be life. Lifeinthegray.podbean.com. Yeah, we put an episode out about every other week. So you know what's cool about your podcast, man, is that the titles are interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting <laughs> titles. Like, thank you. We try. We try. Like, we try. like instead of life in the gray, you guys had wives in the gray, <laughs> which was hosted entirely by your wives. Yeah. Um, from one. intro to end, and I just heard it last week, and it was it was pretty it was pretty dope. Yeah. And then you guys had uh, some other episodes with Jesus on a rifle. <laughs> Um, and what are, what are some of the other titles? Yeah, let's see what other ones do we have. We got them. Yeah. Can I love God? Hate the church. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, one of our most successful ones was um, Has the Church Ruined Generosity? Generosity. <laughs> and we did that um, one with like bad audio. Terrible <laughs> audio, but it's our <laughs> most listened to episode. Hey, like, the truth knows no sound quality. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, it just cuts yeah. right through. Oh, man, um, cool. Is there proof that God is real? We got uh, we got some coming out the time we're recording this. We got one coming out. Um, Here's a clickbait title. Which denomination is right? Wow. <laughs> wow. But we're venturing into some new territory as well. We got an episode coming out about Christian cliches where we just sit around a table and we just throw out cliches and okay. like kind of evaluate. Um, yeah. So we got we got some, yeah, some, man. some interesting stuff. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's Good cool. Stuff. Hey, listen, it's been an honor uh, talking to you guys and, and being here at the table with mm-hmm. you guys, just chopping it up. And yeah. want to thank you on the record for helping me get this uh, <laughs> podcast started, The oh, Soul Journey. Oh, and, uh, you know, it, it's oh. been a cool journey and I'm loving it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's been an honor to have both of you guys on. Yeah, yeah thank man. you so much. Yeah, thank and, you. And keep doing what you're doing because this is amazing. Yeah. We love seeing what drives people. Yeah, Thanks, man. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. Hey, that's it for The Soul Journey this week. I'm Proverb Newsom. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. That's a wrap for this episode of The Soul Journey. Hopefully you learned something, were inspired, and motivated to begin a journey of your own. Please email me your comments, questions, or even suggestions for my next guest at proverb.newsome at gmail.com. Once again, that's proverb.newsome at gmail.com. This has been The Soul Journey. Remember, life is a journey. Enjoy the trip.